You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now, check out all we have uh, leading you into the NFL offseason, about to get ramped up here with the Combine next week. We know that will lead into NFL free agency and then, of course, the NFL draft there in the third week of April. So a lot of good stuff ahead. Advanced scouting season here on Locked On Fantasy Football. So looking ahead at what could be coming for these teams. If you've been uh, tracking us this week, we've been looking at the NFC East, so we've uh, already broken down the Cowboys, Giants, and Eagles here. That would leave the Redskins for today's show to close the week here as we wait for the Combine to approach. So we'll make sure we get to every team here at some point looking at free agency and the draft to uh, just kind of set the table where we're seeing them go fantasy football-wise, what are the biggest concerns there for their offensive production and a defensive stability. So with the Redskins, we know what has happened here. They fired Jay Gruden in the middle of the season. They went with Bill Callahan as the interim coach. Grinded away. They just got into a shell, basically, and ran the ball a ton with Bill Callahan. They were pushing the ball downfield early in the season with Case Keenum. We know Keenum ended up being benched. And uh, Dwayne Haskins, the rookie first-round pick from Ohio State, took over at one point. And then uh, there were mixed reviews for Haskins. He had a couple big games to end the season. Kind of got in a groove there with uh, what he was doing with Callahan and the running game and the things that were uh, working there, playing off that. But he was working with a very limited receiving core. The only guy that they had uh, really producing on a consistent level was uh, the rookie from Ohio State as well, uh, Terry McLaurin. He looks like a special player. We know he was a big-time fantasy asset after the very uh, first game where he kind of exploded. Uh, did better when Keenum was in there, but found his way with Haskins there late in the season. But he's definitely going to be the centerpiece of what they do in this new offense here. The Redskins flipped the script to Ron Rivera and Scott Turner, the son of Norv. He will be the guy calling the play. So basically what the Panthers' offense was translates over and uh, goes a little bit up north to Washington here to help the Redskins' offense. So all bets are off here. We're not sure 100% of Dwayne Haskins is going to be the guy. We know Case Keenum won't. He's a free agent. He's on his way out. Uh, He's been that gun for hire with the Vikings and Broncos and Redskins. Uh, He did his best, but bridge quarterback, he's the guy that's uh, becoming the new uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, just going from team to team, kind of uh, doing well at some spurts uh, if uh, things around him are well. Not afraid to throw the ball everywhere downfield, but just not a long-term solution for anybody, as we know that pretty clearly now. So Keenan moves on. Dwayne Haskins is still still there. What are they going to do elsewhere? Alex Smith looming. uh, I know It doesn't look good necessarily for him to come back. It's good to see that uh, he's on his way to full recovery. It was a scary moment. He detailed that uh, around the Super Bowl where life-threatening. So it's good to know that Alex Smith is in the mix and could uh, return to the NFL at some point. But it's a long shot here for to be Washington. Uh, They have to look at 
This offense, I don't think Alex Smith necessarily fits what they're trying to do now. He's a West Coast quarterback. He has to be in that tinged of offense. You're going to more of an Air Coriel or Hart Parkins type deal here with Scott Turner. That means a run, 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 pound, and a throw downfield deep off of this. And a, We saw the potential there with Cam Newton, but it didn't quite materialize when he was too injured here. For the Panthers, they had to go with Kyle Allen, and um, again, there were limitations to that type of offense. So the biggest thing is you want to have a big arm, be able to aggressively and accurately get the ball downfield. We know Dwayne Haskins does have a pretty good cannon here, and uh, that's one of his attributes, but he can't struggle with the decision-making and uh, turning over the ball. So we'll see where they go. I suggested Phillip Rivers as a potential target here. If they're not totally sold on Haskins, I mean, Rivers still has plenty of years left here. And I think in this system, this is where he's done the best. Norv Turner produced his best year. That's when Ron Rivera also was the Chargers defensive coordinator. So that's the piece I wrote at Sporting News, why I really like Phillip Rivers there as a sneaky target for the Redskins going forward. They do have uh, $60 million under the cap, approximately uh, 55 to $60 million, uh, depending on how things shake out. They just eliminated a few contracts this week, and that's going to be the biggest question here is uh, – what do they do at quarterback? What do they do around the quarterback there? And uh, look, looking at uh, their situation, they uh, moved on from Paul Richardson. Jordan Reed is also out here, so that created some room. So Richardson, just a complete disappointment. He just pretty much did nothing there. He had one big game, I think, against the Bears in primetime, but that's about it that we got from the former Seahawks. Teased us with some value before, but completely nothing there as McLaurin took over. Kelvin Harmon, the other rookie from NC State, looked like a better option there as well. So Richardson was an easy decision to move on from here. They got Trey Quinn in the slot that maybe can have a bigger role in this new offense. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I think Harmon was a bit underutilized. They're going to use him a little bit more. I think right now he projects as the second outside starter. Richardson moves on here. And uh, Quinn may be having that role on the inside in three receiver sets. On top of that, they moved on from the two tight ends. Vernon Davis retired. He's done here with the NFL at age 36. Jordan Reed, multiple concussions, still worrisome here. I think he's probably headed toward retirement, but he won't be part of the Redskins here unsigned for 2020. So they're pretty much starting over tight end. They thought about going after Greg Olson there, but he ultimately, after he was courted by the Bills and the uh, the Redskins uh, goes to the Seahawks there with Russell Wilson. So Greg Olson is not going to be a makeshift solution there for the Redskins. I mean, I think this is a position they're definitely going to look at. Maybe they look at Jason Witten, the former rival there, kind of uh, feeling the void. Uh, the Cowboys not expected to re-sign him. They have Eric Ebron out there in free agency. Or will they go after an Austin Hooper or a Hunter Henry should they become available? So those are the really the two prizes there at tight end. But uh, some changes there as well. But I would expect McLaurin to be a big part of what they do going forward. We saw the big year from DJ Moore, the high volume there for Turner and Rivera. So this is going to be very good for McLaurin because he's that type of player, can do a little bit of everything, looks the part as a number one, helps Harmon a little bit, have some value. But they're going to have to find some uh, help at tight end here. And uh, that's uh, something that... Uh, is going to be an emphasis here as well as maybe uh, finding another receiver that can uh, stretch the field for this team with uh, Richardson moving on. So a lot of question marks in the passing game starting at quarterback and uh, weapons aligning them up right now. You look at the depth chart, uh, they're probably going to use a lot of three receiver sets. As I mentioned, Quinn and McLaurin, 
Is it going to be Steven Sims? Is it going to be more of Calvin Harmon on that uh, second spot there? So that's when we're going to watch. They could also obviously upgrade there right now. Their top tight end is Jeremy Sprinkle. So we expect they're going to look for something better there as well. He's, he didn't do much when Reed and Davis were on the shelf last season. So there you have a look at the Redskins passing game and what we can expect with Scott Turner. We will get into their running game here and uh, some of their offensive line concerns in a moment. But first, I got to tell you, check out all the great shows on the Locked On NFL Network here for you. Uh, it's combine time. What are the rumors? Hottest things coming out? Free agency draft previews. Uh, check out all the team by team podcasts. We've got you covered there. And definitely things are going to ramp up as uh, the coaches and general managers head to Indianapolis. We'll have some more rumors coming out of there. They'll be uh, speaking to the media, so we'll get a little bit more uh, of a pulse on uh, all those off-seasons. So check out all the shows, and we're going to keep talking NFL all throughout the off-season and uh, keep you ready to go here for the 2020 season. We'll be right back here to look at the Redskins running game and their blocking situation for the 2020 season. Okay, uh, here we go looking at the other part of the Redskins offseason. They did pick up the option on Adrian Peterson. So he's back as insurance here for Darius Geis. The ageless Adrian Peterson just was a machine last year, getting the high volume from Callahan there down the stretch. We know what happened with Jay Gruden. Gruden was a big fan of Adrian Peterson, but they flipped to Callahan and Peterson was the workhorse, especially with Darius Geis on the shelf. Chris Thompson injured for most of the year. Geis should be the feature guy, and we know what the Panthers just did here with Christian McCaffrey. I get it, Geis has been hurt, not nearly as durable and versatile as McCaffrey has been here, but we know he has that potential. We saw he can do massive things as a receiver. He can uh, hit home run balls as a rusher between the tackles, so Geis can be a complete back. He's a little bit of Fournette, a little bit of McCaffrey, has some nice juice there, not to be confused with his last name, Geis, but when he's healthy, this is a special back. We saw it early, unfortunately got hurt in his very first preseason game as a rookie. Then the knee things materialized again last year just as he looked like he was getting going. So they needed Peterson for a little bit of insurance. He's uh, valuable. We know he's their type there with the North Turner had Adrian Peterson and uh, that style of offense. Uh, Scott uh, knew that in Minnesota, so... Peterson has that potential power runner setting up the deep ball. That's a lot of what the Turner offense is. And we've seen that uh, going back to the days with Emmett Smith and uh, Stephen Davis, the, throwing it back to uh, the uh, Redskins there for you in uh, this particular type of offense. So coming full circle with Norv and uh, Scott here for Washington. So Peterson can be a valuable asset, especially if Geis is limited. But we're going to watch carefully what happens with Chris Thompson here. Chris Thompson and Wendell Smallwood are both the free agents unrestricted here. Chris Thompson is going to be 30 years old. He was very valuable for Jay Gruden. I mentioned uh, there on Sporting News that Jay Gruden could look at Chris Thompson there with the Jaguars. Gruden is now the offense coordinator of that team. They need more receiving juice behind Leonard Fournette. So uh, I think Thompson definitely is in play there because he's a classic receiver there. He may want to just go elsewhere and not be necessarily part of this rebuilding team. I think there's someone going to pay him a decent amount there to be that uh, receiving back specialist. So he's good at it when he's healthy. That's the thing is uh, Washington's new coaching staff. I mean, again, 
The history with the Rivera and Turner is uh, investing in more workhorse. So Peterson's going to be the kind of the backup insurance there for Geis, but uh, that should mean Thompson's out here. And that is, of course, going to increase Geis's fantasy value, especially if Smallwood also follows Thompson out the door. They're not going to have that receiving option there. Sims Jr. is more of a uh, receiver here in this mix for Washington. So something we're going to watch if Thompson is out the door as a free agent. And again, that's what I expect right now based on uh, the transition in the offense that's going on. So Thompson is kind of the bridge between the passing and running games for Washington, but Geis is still looking at the workhorse spot here if he's healthy in 2020. Now, on the offensive line, there is a concern with Brandon Scherf, a very good right guard. He's an unrestricted free agent. I think he'll be a priority. They'll try to keep him as much as they can. This offensive line, they were forced to put Eric Flowers, a kind of a tackle bust with the Giants, Inside at guard, he did okay there. They're relying a lot on Donald Penn and Morgan Moses. That was because of the Trent Williams impasse. So that's going to be huge here. Can uh, Rivera and Turner and uh, the front office now without Bruce Allen there kind of mend fences with the new coaching staff and try to keep Trent Williams there at left tackle? I mean, that would be big if they can do that for sure because if you lose Scherf, you want to keep Williams here. Williams is already under your contract here. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense to want to uh, keep Williams as much as possible and uh, try to appease him after the disaster there was last year with the injuries and uh, his uh, impasse with the team and uh, the way they were going with the coaching staff and all that. So maybe Rivera can uh, kind of uh, make nice here and uh, make sure Williams is there. That would be a huge help to both the running and the passing games to have Williams back on the blind side, especially if you lose Scherf there. But it'll ease things. If you get Williams back and you feel a little bit better about actually keeping Scherf because then you know your uh, offensive line can be pretty strong. I mean, when you knock out Donald Penn, then you uh, keep uh, Williams there to kind of support Flowers a little bit more on the left side. You feel a little bit better about this offensive line situation for the Redskins. Now, they uh, certainly have some upside. Again, it comes down to picking quarterback, getting him some weapons, and they have decisions all throughout as they make the transition here from a completely different style of offense there with Gruden to what uh, Turner wants to get done here, including uh, the quarterback that could be changed to execute a little bit better here in uh, 2020. So there's a look there. I'll close looking at uh, the Redskins' uh, defense and uh, what's coming up there potentially for them in the draft as well. I mean, that's going to be a big part of where the Redskins go. But first, got to tell you, uh, make sure you're checking out all the baseball podcasts here on Locked On Network. We've got you covered in the MLB spring training. About to get going here, so uh, check those shows out as well. So, Again, if you're in-season, off-season, uh, preseason, we've got you covered here on the Lockdown Network. And uh, check us out. Uh, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, again, whatever sport you like, whatever aspect of that sport, it's locked on for you all year round. We'll be right back here again to look at the Redskins' defense and their draft for 2020. All right, uh, we saved defense for last year because it's still 
very viable here with what the Redskins want to do. If you have a bad defense, we know it's going to be a lot of chucking and downfield throwing and some production here. We saw that with the Panthers and Turner and Rivera last year. Their defense couldn't do anything. They had to put up some big numbers with McCaffrey and their passing game. So that's something we're going to watch. Again, as I said, getting Williams there and Sheriff would be nice there on the front of their offense. In the front of their defense, they look pretty good here. Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, there's not too many issues there going forward. So this is a good foundation here for Ron Rivera with the guys he has up front. There's not really too many issues there in the second level. There is uh, They hope that uh, Reuben Foster can have some value there. Inside linebacker is going to be a question there. Can Foster come back and be effective? John Bostick is a free agent. So something to consider there that you have uh, some options at inside linebacker. And we know what Ron Rivera had at inside linebacker in Carolina. It was uh, Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson as they made that transition to that kind of hybrid 3-4 last year. So... You look at that. I think the biggest thing that's coming is Chase Young. And they're going to find a place to put him here. I know they have Ryan Kerrigan. He's getting a little older, but still very productive. He did finally miss a game. But, man, would Chase Young be a game changer for this team? Absolutely. I mean, they would find a place. They do have a, in their previous 3-4, they did have Montez Sweat there, who did a good job there as a rookie opposite Kerrigan. But they could mix things up here and change uh, the way that Allen and Payne can kind of be those inside anchors there. Uh, have a good rotation there. Get Chase Young into the game as much as possible here. Maybe go to a four-man line with that Payne and uh, Matt Neodinas and having a, a good uh, change up there up front. So a lot of things there to look at for the Redskins. And uh, they're just probably going to keep a hybrid scheme, my guess is, with this team because of uh, just the ability to get Chase Young. I mean, it's hard to pass up on a transcendent talent like that here uh, in 2020. So they're definitely going to consider some trade downs because everyone wants quarterbacks, everyone wants Young. But if they stay put and take Young at number two overall, you cannot uh, question it at all over any of the offensive concerns they might have. So this is a, a very good uh, core that you look at with Jack Del Rio there. That's going to be a very uh, familiar situation uh, with this defense. So a little bit of 4-3 looks. So Chase Young is going to fit however you look at it here for this team. And uh, again, uh, Del Rio, Ron Rivera, they're going to put an emphasis on linebackers. So you can expect that to be an upgrade here as well so they'll change things up maybe go with the one middle guy and switch it and uh, keep up their team as the best position as possible to take full advantage of the abilities of Chase Young which are ample here he's a Nick Bosa Joey Bosa type disruptor from Ohio State and I think he's better than both players so that says something when Nick Bosa just ran away with the the best defensive honors here in 2020 so Something to watch for there on the back end of this defense. I mean, Josh Norman, he was benched anyway. He's gone. Uh, Dominic rogers Camardi probably didn't even know he was around there, but he's not signed here for 2020. So, so maybe changes coming to that spot. I mean, they were happy to some degree with uh, Fabian Moreau. Uh, he was once a slot guy, a Quinton Dunbar. So 
really there it's about increasing the depth. So that's actually not a bad spot when you look at Landon Collins, Monte Nicholson back there, DeShazer Everett. you got some bodies there at uh, safety and corner that you like. So really not too much to tweak with this defense. And I think with Rivera and Del Rio, this can be a good complementary defense to what they want to do offensively. So not that we want to go out and invest too much in Washington's defense, but don't be surprised if they make a ton of more plays, especially on the second level with former NFL linebackers Rivera and Del Rio watching over the defense here in 2020. Now, what else are they going to look at at the draft? I think, again, will they stick with Haskins and go there? Are they going to pull the Arizona Cardinals and flip from Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray, that type of situation? We'll have to watch out for that. But you expect they're going to look for tight ends, wide receiver help. It's a pretty good class for uh, both of those positions. I think those will certainly be addressed at some point. With uh, the question mark of Flowers and Scherf, Flowers being a free agent as well, might look at some interior line help for Washington to keep going here. But uh, overall, the Redskins do need a very good draft here to really support their offense and uh, get that transcendent player in defense, which we all expect there in Chase Young here for 2020. Now, what's the outlook for the Redskins? I think they're still considered a rebuilding team. The Giants, I think, are a little bit ahead of them. We know the Cowboys and Eagles uh, trading places in a weak division as the contenders here for first place. Uh, That's still going to continue here in 2020. But the Giants, if any team, is going to break out more so than the Redskins because they have more established firepower and less offensive questions there going forward. And uh, both teams undergoing certainly a scheme change there, but I think the Giants are a little ahead of the Redskins a little bit more Viable in terms of fantasy football with that quarterback situation, Daniel Jones versus Dwayne Haskins settled here. But uh, again, I think the best fantasy assets here are going to be Darius Geis. If he's healthy, you could definitely look at him as an RB2 with some major upside. Terry McLaurin, wide receiver two that you can look at if he's going to be the go-to guy in this offense, depending on how the the situation plays out. And the tight end could uh, step into a big role immediately, especially if it's a veteran going from the outside and uh, trying to replace Reed and Davis. So that's another position we'll watch closely for some good fantasy football value from Washington in 2020. So there you have it, setting up the 2020 Washington Redskins off season there for you. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We've now completed all of the NFC East breakdowns for you. So go back and listen if you miss the Cowboys or Giants or Eagles, and we'll go forward our our next team we'll hit is the Bears, but uh, first we've got to look at some uh, AFC and NFC news and notes going into the Combine, the rumors and all that. So we'll hit that first next week. They're setting up for the Combine, then we'll uh, pivot to the AFC, NFC North, and then uh, start uh, getting some uh, Combine fallout the uh, next week. So again, we'll work through all the teams, but we'll work in also all the things that are happening around the NFL to keep you updated here all throughout the offseason on Locked On Fantasy Football. For Locked On Fantasy Football, thanks so much for listening. This is Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time.